Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Your host, Susan Pinkney on the Southern Bell of Beverly Hills on the number one content network for professionals. Do you believe? This is a very special episode. I am doing a phone interview with a very special guest. We're going to be talking all about her song that has had a life of its own since she wrote it almost a decade ago. Show him how I've risen, how I've like I've been forgiven. Thank for what I'm given. It's been another life that I think that I'm reliving. Diamonds in my rear view, and I still can see them glisten. Diamonds in my rear view, and I still can see them glisten. Diamonds in my rear view, and I still can see them glisten. Diamonds in my rear view, and I still can see them glisten. Diamonds in my rear view, and I still can see them glisten. The one and only Jay Goddess. How are you? Hello, hello, Susan. I'm amazing. How are you? Doing well. Okay, so just so everybody knows, this is my baby cousin. Well, first of all, I held you when you were a little itty bitty teeny weeny baby. And I remember being at my aunt's house, your grandma's house, and I said a little prayer in my head over you. And you, I said this to you before, you were like one of the prettiest babies I had ever seen before in my life. You were so cute. And they always say the baby's so good because you were like so quiet and peaceful and you just seemed like you were aware of what was going on, like looking around you. And that's very unusual, as you know, for an infant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting for me to, to uh, think back uh, at the stories I've been told of people that were around me as a baby or my childhood um, because it's, it's coming, uh, it's coming to my awareness now that I have been really far ahead of my time. Absolutely. So you and I have been talking about doing a show for, I don't know, it feels like a month. I, don't, I can check back and see when that email was when you sent me the music and we were going to do the show and then you things came up for me, things came up for you, and we just never actually pulled it together. And then Monday, you reached out to me with some crazy news. What happened? Yes. Monday was the craziest day of my life. So I was minding my business in my own zone, in my little castle out here in LA. I got a notification on Instagram, and I'm constantly getting spam messages. You know, there's tons of bots nowadays. You you never know. So I just didn't think anything of it. But I looked at the, at the story, and I saw the name Cardi B tagged, I saw Rizzo tagged, and I saw my name in this list of about, I don't know, I'd say 20 other people maybe, um, and I go to the profile and it's an Emmy composer, and she's tagging artists who are on the soundtrack of a TV show called Big Girls, well, watch out for Big Girls, um, on Amazon Prime Video, sounds like this episode really, which I validated this now, the episode has been out since March 28th of 2022, so that means seven days after my 30th birthday, I basically was on air 
with a global icon, and I had no idea that for the last seven months, my show's been on, my song has been on this TV show. Um, you know, it's crazy though because I saw my my activity on Shazam. I started seeing a ton of people like out of nowhere using Shazam to find diamonds, and I remember I think I mentioned this to you that I was seeing a a, a spike, and I couldn't really attest it to anything, um, but I I felt crazy for for a while. Um, so to see this uh, this news. It was really, really insane. So, sorry, I remember you telling me, I remember you saying that there was a spike in your music and you didn't know why. And just so that everybody knows, tell me a little bit about the song Diamonds. Like, when did you write it? When did you record it? Like, how long ago was that? I recorded Diamonds in 2013. This was the first single on my first album. The album was called The Flight, and it was my first self-published album. Ironically, I self-published this through Amazon. Uh, Amazon had a, a platform for publishers, um, and basically, uh, I was able to print a physical CD, a physical album, um, from top to bottom, and Amazon Prime Video is, ironically, uh, who the distributor and producer of this uh, TV series, the, the Amazon original uh, TV show. Amazon has been a really big part of your life when you think about it. Like, this is all, like, a coincidence. Fingers in quotes, a coincidence, because I don't think anything happens. Like, I think it's all orchestrated, you know. So, but it's interesting that Amazon has been such a big part of your life, which leads me to when you used to work for Amazon. I did. I did. So, and, and you wrote Diamonds before. For your time with Amazon, or during that time, or during, I wrote my, I wrote my song, I wrote Diamonds while I was working at Amazon. I was in customer service, and when I wrote Diamonds, my producer said, "Jay, you should ask them to let you do a song." And I was like, "You know what, Mister Mike, you're right." And I asked them I, at the call center. I remember asking them, "Hey, I've been on the news here locally. You know, I'm really starting to pick up with my music, and it gets people excited." You guys should let me do a song to just get people going. And they let me do it. They actually paid me, well, as a customer service agent, to go to my, my producer's studio, record a theme song for Amazon, and it was a, it was called the All Hands Rap Song. And ironically, like, even Jeff Bezos heard it eventually. It was, it was a really crazy story how it all panned out. But Jeff Bezos himself, I have a screenshot of an email reply he sent me. He said, wow, Jay, love the song. Keep being a great role model. And I eventually went to the headquarters, I climbed the corporate ladder, and did something even more unthinkable when I climbed the corporate ladder. Before The last year I was at Amazon, I managed to convince them at the headquarters to host a competition, a talent competition, and um, I ended up getting advanced to the finals of this competition. Celebrity judge that was there was so mixed a lot. Oh my goodness! Advancing to the finals is really bizarre, and I can't, I know for a fact that I this whole time I have had a much larger impact than I consciously knew, but I think subconsciously, Susan, I knew the whole time. I knew I knew that I was on a bigger path. It doesn't it just doesn't make sense how someone can go into a job in customer service talking on phones and then end up doing recording a rap song and like getting paid to do it and then. It panning out is perfectly. It's too coincidental to be ironic and too ironic to be a coincidence. <laughs> I like that. I might have to borrow it. I will credit you, but I might have to borrow that. 
So, okay, so Diamonds, when I listen to the lyrics, um, what is Diamonds about? Diamonds is about the, so whenever I was in Knights of West Virginia, which is where uh, my first album was recorded, that's where a lot of my, you know, whenever I was like, you know what, this is my kingdom out here, I'm really going to go get it, that all happened in West Virginia, and, you know, being Jay Goddess, and, you know, identifying as, as a lesbian, as a queer person, or, uh, you know, being in that gay community, uh, for me, um, and, and dressing the way I do, looking the way I do, uh, get put in a box a lot as a masculine person, and it's uncommon for people that just naturally know that I do have a very, very feminine inner side of me, and when I wrote Diamonds, what people don't know is that it was a song to myself about myself. So what I would do is I would go into these, these, these strip clubs, I would go into these dance clubs, and I would, you know, really, I would really sit in, as much as I would watch the dancers, and I would literally, you know, as much as uh, anyone would enjoy being married that has a, a love for um, dancing, or, um, you know, I, I personally, I I loved it, right? But if I, what I loved about it was that it was vulnerable, I think. And I'm just going to put this out here. Strippers, like dancers, whatever you want to call dancers, um, I love the vulnerability. And I could see that when I wrote this song, it was basically visualizing a, another woman who's living this super feminine, this externally feminine life. And while she looks beautiful on the pole, and she's got all these diamonds, you know, for me, I'm saying this is diamonds are in my rear view, and the thing is, is that when you look in reverse and hindsight of your life, it's like things look so bright and shiny at the time, right? They look like they're gonna they're gonna give you happiness, but really they're not. So for me, diamonds in my rear view, when I still can see them glisten, for me it was like the moment in my life where I realized, whoa, I am a diamond. B, uh, so that was number A, A and B. But here you got. Uh, this whole other realization of the fact that uh, whenever you see someone that is dancing and having the time of their life, they, they themselves are the diamond. Like the present moment that you're in is that diamond. It's not what you see. You can't see the diamond in your rear view in real life. So for me, it's like when you look in your rear view and you see the reflection of what you thought was, was glistening, mm-hmm. uh, that's, to me, that's that's what I associate with, like, physically, real life, riches, wealth, diamonds, you know, fame, all this stuff. So for me, again, it comes back to this side of myself that is super feminine. But I'm too, you know, I've been too insecure. I'm just going to put it out here because I think it's time to talk about it. Um, I've been too insecure as a, as a woman that gets put in a box as a stud or a stem, as they say, in the community, um, to come out as, you know, feminine. So, like, to be, to let that side of myself out. Um, and so that really is it's interesting because it ties into what this episode ended up being about and that does have some trauma and things like that. But there are some criminal messages in every single one of my songs. And the thing is, is that it's like, you know, I, I feel like for me, I didn't want to just be, uh, you know, some, some icon out here. I didn't want to just be famous and like get rich and like have all these material things. What I wanted was to, I wanted to experience a luxurious life, but I wanted the, the riches to be within me. And so, while my physical beauty gets a lot of people's attention, mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't really used my image. So it's like a lot of people 
have no idea how beautiful I really am. So I'm telling the, the girls on stage, hey, you, you dance it out right now, girl. I'll throw it on you. I'll pay the price, you know, but you do it. You know, you hold down the stage, and I'll throw the money in the background. So, obviously, the song has a really deep meaning, and it, it's interesting because usually, if you hear a song that, say, is about dancers or strippers, it's not an empowering song for them. It's not a song that wants to uplift them as human beings, as women. And so it's interesting that this this song that, to me, like, it sounds so playful. It's a dance song. It makes me want to, like, I don't know. It, it really makes me want to just stand up and dance every time I hear it. And I'm going to play just a little sample for the most is the coin that you can toss. Say goodbye to what you lost. Say hello to what you'll gain. You ain't even got to tame all that fire in your veins. Baby, make it rain. Dancing on that pole, baby. Feel it in your soul. Tell me what's the can Okay, so, you know, it's it's a bop. It's a, it sounds like one anyway. It sounds like something that you definitely want to like raise your hands in the air and dance and feel good. And the song is so complex too. Like there's so many different parts to this song. It, it's, it's the hook, it's the music, it's the, like every part of it, there's a little piece of it that you can like glean and it sounds different almost every time you hear it. And I have to say that because your song, this is not the first time that your song has been featured on a television show. So, right. LA's Finest, Real Housewives of Atlanta. And the difference, though, I will say, you posted about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You told us when it was going to air. You let us know that it was coming. We knew when to watch out for it. LA's Finest, same thing. You knew when it was going to air. You told us to watch out for it. You're excited about it. This one took you by surprise. And how did that happen? Well, to, to make a correction, um, and, I, and I, I feel like we should, I want to make this, okay. I, don't wanna, I don't want to risk any mix-ups mix when it comes to what's going on with my licensing, um, what my situation is. So uh -huh. with the uh, Real Housewives and with LA's Finest and with the Big Girls uh, placement, I had a working relationship with the music supervisor, or the so the music that is in TV right now. Um, it's it should be authorized essentially to be there, mm -hmm. right? Because in 2019, I had a ton of my music uh, uh, placed in uh, a catalog with two different music supervisors um, that handle placements for pretty big productions, um, and you know. One of those companies, mm -hmm. Lucky Sounds. Now, the thing is, with uh, LA's Finest, I knew exactly what episode, but it took a very long time. It was an iterative, I would say probably three years mm -hmm. from the time I signed the licensing agreement, which was not exclusive, um, I, before I ever saw or figured out what episode, and it wasn't the music supervisor that, taught, that knew. He wasn't the one. And so... What that showed me was that the music supervisor, the person submitting the music, mm -hmm. they, they pretty much just dump it in and they go, they, they separate themselves from the process. Now, with the Real Housewives, this is a similar situation. I don't actually know. I don't want to make that correction. I don't know which episode or 
what state. So I don't know for sure what state. I was told it might be. I was told it was uh, it might be New Jersey, Real Housewives of New Jersey specifically. Um, but the same person that is responsible for placing me in Lizzo's TV show is the same one that has placed me in the Real Housewives uh, segment. However, she would not, <laughs> could not verify for me what episode. Oh. Well, honey, you know I am a Bravo, like, crazy fan, like, obsessed. I heard your song. It was definitely Atlanta, and it was, like, maybe episode one of, like, two seasons ago, and it was Atlanta, for sure. Oh, my God. Dude, this whole whole time, okay, I am just now, like, realizing I am a legend. (laughs) You are. You are. And let me just say this, okay? I want to say, let's just go back to all this stuff. It's it's an honor that people love your music and they hear what I hear when they play your music. Like, your music is fantastic. But let me just say this. I think having your music, and I did say this to you the other night, but I want to say it in front of the world. Having your music on Lizzo's show. Lizzo is known for her music. She is an artist, okay? So she's not going to let garbage music be on her show period like that's what she's known for is good music and so if a show has her name in it she's an executive producer you know it's her her baby her child she's not going to let garbage music be in it and the fact that yes i'm it made its way to the show you know it had to go through like you said music producers supervisors all the people who put the you know put the music forth and then they have to decide what they're going to use she had to okay it at some point at some point she was good with your music appearing in your in the show and it's not a short clip it's literally a 36 second clip of your music in her show yeah and there's a there's choreography so i'm like dude i'm definitely i like i'm just not finding out about all of this but it's technically theme music at this point right theme music that's a different level so i i am i am definitely I'm at a point now where I have reached the edge of a certain level of my career. I really saw the cast list on IMDb last night, about two and two three in the morning. I was up researching. I've been doing all this, this stuff to try to get it uh, circulated and, and get the, the word out that I had no clue that I, my placements landed. Um, but I'm just now seeing, you know, my face and my name appear as the credited songwriter. And it's the editors on IMDb are approving it. And now I'm seeing, you know, what you hear last night, my name listed right after Siza. And I'm like, wait, is this what, the, is that what this means? Like, because for me, if I think about the last artist, other than Doja, the last female artist that I think resonates with me that entered the scene was Siza. And I'm like, huh, maybe that's their way of saying, okay, like, I'm next. But you know what? And let me, I want to say that too, because people, okay, we talked about you working at Amazon. Right now you work for, what what is your job right now? I know the answer, but what is your job right now? Yeah, so right now I am a senior analyst. I work in publishing for a a company that owns uh, the brand Applebee's. So I handle prints of menus, um, drink inserts. I got to print a... A life size version of Tom Cruise. Okay, so I wanted to make the point that you are, you have a, you know, like a traditional nine to five job. 
you have a, a great, like fantastic traditional nine to five job. You have always had a job. You have always worked. And all the while you've been building on your music career. And I'm not even going to say a dream because as much as I love when people are like keep dreaming, girl, sometimes it feels, <laughs> it feels a little insulting when you're like, how is it a dream when I've been a professional musician since I was like, how old were you when you first got paid? Honestly, I, let me think, like, I think the first time I ever, like, won, like, something and got paid, like, I, I did a competition in, uh, Ashland, Kentucky, it was called A Night of the Apollo, and I think I won, like, 50, like, $50 or something like that, um, you know, but after that, you know, I, I performed for free, I remember I used to open up for Nappy Roots in West Virginia, and I would do it for free, because I realized, like, yo, if you're good enough for them to give you a chance to get on stage, and showcase that you can perform and that you get along with the other bands and, you know, you, you, you improve the environment, you bring people in the club, then eventually they'll book you. And, you know, I had to go through that for a period of time. And so I, I was in so good with the promoters, I was, like, bringing out the bigger talent names. Okay, and so how old were you when you got your first, like, check? for, like, licensing or royalties. Yeah, so, uh, I was, it was in 2020, 2000, yeah, 2020, I got a check in the mail for $1,000. Okay, that was 2020, and you began, you wrote this song when? In 2013? Correct. Okay. That's in saying so when people hear about overnight successes and they're like oh this person yeah they just came on the scene brand new overnight success they hit big that's not how it works like no there is literally no such thing as a quote-unquote overnight success that's just saying all the years that you guys don't know about and all the years that this person has worked hard and grinded and found a way to make things work and ignore all of the you know, all of the, well, you need to focus on this. Why are you still focusing on that? <laughs> to, that to that point, though, Susan, is I, I'm realizing that I am a math, like I'm becoming a master of patience, that this is not about me getting famous. This is not about however quickly things are going to circulate and I'm going to get the credit I deserve. Quote. No, this was about a bigger message, a bigger purpose. And there's a huge misconception in the music industry, and beyond the fact that people think, you know, oh, this person is able to still show up and they they stuck it out the whole time, it doesn't bother them. No, like not not so not getting recognized and no one ever validating your your talents and constantly dismissing it and covering it up. It creates a lot of like there's a lot of mental stuff that goes on with that. It actually is a it, I feel like it's been traumatic in a way because it, it's, it's affected my life dramatically because I've been well, around if I wasn't. If, if no one else has told you or will tell you, you are a musical genius. You, Thank you. I know now. You, <laughs> you, have a, you have a serious gift and your gift is on display, okay? And so, and, and I just want you to keep, Keep making music, you know. Of course, you gotta work. Of course, you know, you know, ends gotta meet, as my mama used to say. Ends gotta yeah. meet. Um, but you, you, you keep making your music, and I know that there'll be a time where you can pick and choose what you do, what you don't want to do, where you work, where you don't want to work. And 
you know, I, I'm, I have faith that your moment of being the quote unquote overnight success is around the corner. Thank you. Thank you so much for the love and support. As you know, you know, I've not really had uh, an outlet in terms of like family or like, you know, someone I really feel like gets it, quote, per se. So it is truly an honor to to have been in a position to have this interview with you today. Oh, you are so welcome. And I look forward to the next time because I really, there's so much to unpack. Like you, everything you said, I felt like there was a 10 things that I wanted to ask you about it. So we definitely have to schedule another time and we can talk more about how you became a Southern Belle in Los Angeles yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, all right, we'll talk again soon. And thank you guys for listening. Please make sure that you like and subscribe. Okay, subscribe, 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 like and subscribe. And <laughs> and where can they where can they find you? Jake Goddard can be found by just typing in diamonds by Jake Goddard on Spotify right now. Pandora, all that good stuff on Instagram of Jake Goddard underscore Snapchat Jake Goddard music. Well, thank you so much and look forward to talking to you again next time and see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.